Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Nicola Everett. Hello, hope you're okay on Friday, July the 14th. Thanks ever so much for downloading today's podcast. And our top story today is that a BMW driver who had his car seized by police near Sandwich is calling for a track to be installed so he can practice drifting. Warren Lees has had his licence revoked three times and was filming a YouTube video when he was caught power sliding at a roundabout on the A256 with a 34-year-old says he wishes he didn't have to use public roads. And he's been speaking to our reporter Jerry Warren. If we had a truck locally to us that we would have 100% taken it there um, but obviously there is nothing like that around here and that is the, this is the biggest concern that we've got is we have nowhere to go nowhere to go and enjoy our cars um, and we're happy I know it's not right but we're happy to use the public roads. I'm not going to stand here and deny you know deny that the fact that it, it's not right you know at the end of the day it's not right and we would prefer hundred percent to be on a track um but we do pick our pick our times you know normally late evenings um away from you know public um to be able to go and enjoy our cars um and you would argue you're in control of the vehicle totally in control of the vehicle but it wouldn't appear necessarily like that to a member of the public perhaps absolutely not from the outside view he's probably looks very out of control but I can assure you, very, very in control. Um, you know, to to the point that that well, you just have to be. You have to be in control of the car. You're you're putting the, you're putting the car, making the car do something it's not designed to do. Um, obviously, we are now building track day cars, so they are capable of doing it. Um, but still, a car wants to be very stable um, on all four wheels, um, and we're we're pushing them boundaries. And so, you have to be fully in control of that car. But all this happens at quite slow speed. It does. Um, on on an average average size roundabout, you're doing between 25 and 30 miles an hour. You know, we're we're not we're not doing, you know, 100 miles an hour around a roundabout. Far from it. But this has cost you in the past because I think you've lost your license a few times. I have lost my license a few times um, because of lack of places to go, um, and yeah, it's it's cost me dearly. Is it a price worth paying to highlight this? Hundred um, percent. To be honest, that's kind of why I'm trying to push this. Is that something needs to be done? We're not not blaming it all to do with the council, but something needs to happen. Some someone needs to be, you know, someone needs to organise something that we can that we have got somewhere to go and enjoy our cars. Because this is a is it a particularly big scene? The drift. It's off? huge. It's a huge scene, and it's growing. It's only going to get it's only going to get worse, unfortunately. Well, after Warren's car was seized, Dover District Commander DCI Keith Taylor gave us this statement. It says nuisance driving of this kind has an impact on other road users and residents, and I am aware of concerns in the Sandwich area about this issue. I hope the seizure of this vehicle and the further proceedings the driver now faces sends out a message to others who might drive in this way. Your behaviour won't be tolerated, and we will take action against you. 
Ritchie. Kent Online News. A man convicted of killing a mum and daughter in a Kent village more than 25 years ago will not have his case referred to the Court of Appeal. Michael Stone was handed three life sentences after Lynn Russell and her two children were bludgeoned with a hammer in Chillenden. He's always maintained his innocence and was hoping for a review after Millie Dowler's killer Levi Belfield allegedly confessed to the murders last month. Police have released pictures of two men they're hunting after a 71-year-old was attacked in Sittingbourne. He was punched to the floor after approaching the suspects who'd reportedly made derogatory remarks about a woman he was with. We've shared the CCTV images via our socials. A man who stabbed a police officer during a raid at a house in Gravesend has been told he'll spend another two and a half years in prison. Curran Gill attacked the PC at his home in Sunmarsh Way in April 2021. The 32-year-old is already serving time for drug offences. Now, a Medway teacher has told the Kent Online podcast he's pleased a deal has been done over pay, but he says they shouldn't have had to strike. Unions have suspended further action after they were offered 6.5%. The Education Secretary is confident wages can be increased through existing budgets and services won't be cut. John Still is a secondary school teacher in the towns. I think the most important thing is that this was a decision taken together um, as a union. Uh, the union are recommending that we take the 6.5. It is fully funded, which was the most important thing by far that teachers wanted. And we've got this far by acting together as a union, by coming together, understanding the needs of schools, education, needs of teachers. So, yeah, it's 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 pleasing that we've got this far. You mentioned there that it's fully funded, and I know that from the very beginning, that's sort of been a very important thing for you. That these any increases don't come out of the budget from the school. That doesn't take resources away from from other areas. Can you able just give me a, a bit of a rundown? What does fully funded mean for those that don't know? Previously, the pay rise that the the smaller pay rise that we were given was to come out of school budgets. Now that means that there's less money for books, less money for TAs, uh, any kind of recruitment, which is, is a big issue. And whilst uh, pay rise is welcome, no teacher wants that to be at the cost of students and you know the maintaining good quality of education. So it, that's always been the, the critical thing. And in the past, when there have been you know, suggestions, well, no, there's been a pay rise, that's not what we're after. We wanted fully funded. Now, at 6.5%, I know there was a bit of a sliding scale today. Some people, it, all were above 6, some were 6.5, some were 7. From a teacher's perspective, is 6.5, is that enough for you? Does that keep you in line with inflation? Is that helpful extra money in your back pocket? I think we've always understood that these things need negotiating. It is difficult to come to a, a particular uh, percentage. But this time seems a bit different because we've been listened to and because it is fully funded and because it is more like the deal that we'd asked for. Uh, previously, there hadn't even been negotiations. And but for strike action, we'd still be in that situation now. And we can't continue to be batted away while we're trying to protect education. So it certainly would seem that something that the NEU and the members 
are happy with. Junior doctors in Kent are staging the second of a five-day walkout. They've been offered a 6% rise but want much more. Police wages will go up 7%. Meantime, the GMB unions warning Canterbury City Council might be breaking the law by using agency staff during industrial action by refuse workers. Yesterday, the High Court ruled government plans to do that undermined the right to strike. Bin workers across Canterbury, Herne Bay and Whitstable are continuing their fight for better pay. Kent Online reports. Police have launched a review after being accused of failing to stop a doctor who tried to meet an underage boy in the grounds of a Kent hospital. Salman Siddiqui was caught by a paedophile hunter at the QEQM in Margate and is now in prison. The 44-year-old had previously been cautioned for flashing in a park in London. The legal fight over a controversial scheme to deport asylum seekers to Rwanda will now be heard at the Supreme Court. The government's been allowed to challenge a ruling from from the Court of Appeal, which decided the policy was illegal. Critics say it's inhumane, but the Home Secretary insists Rwanda is a safe country to send people to. Tributes are being paid today following the death of an Ashford man with Down syndrome who defied doctors' expectations. Mark Goodwin was told he'd be lucky to make it to 30, but ended up living to the age of 57. His family say he had a full life, embracing dancing and art and bringing joy to his parents, four siblings and friends. Next today, a mum from Tunbridge Wells says she's scared she'll become homeless if she's forced to give up work to homeschool her autistic child. Rebecca Capel's 11-year-old son Jake is still waiting for his special education plan, so he's not been able to apply for a place at a secondary school. And Rebecca's worried he'll miss out altogether. This is a process that they say takes roughly 20 weeks. But obviously, ours began in October and it is now July and he still doesn't have it. Already, he's quite far behind his class at the moment. So he'll, he'll move back into another class where he'd still be behind. And he, in the mainstream, he wouldn't get any extra support. He wouldn't get a TA or anything like that. He'd just be expected to know things that he doesn't. And obviously that would have a massive... It, it's already had a massive effect on his confidence levels. And just for example, yesterday he went to school and... Everybody in his class was on the transition day to secondary school and he was the only person left in his class in the school. And his friends are saying, oh, what school are you going to? And he has to say, I don't know, because we don't know. And I know it bothers him because he's always asking what's going on, what's going on. And I have to say to him, I don't know. I'm chasing these people. We will get somewhere eventually. Hey, I feel like if I was to play, apply for a mainstream place, I'd be taking a mainstream place away from another child because the schools around here are quite not popular, just quite full. They've got a lot of people, they've got waiting lists. So I'd be taking place away from someone who needs mainstream, whereas he would need a specialist school. And I just think, like I said, he wouldn't get the support he needs. Kent County Council say they're aware of the backlog currently and are working to get it cleared. They've advised Rebecca to apply for mainstream schools while waiting for the outcome of Jake's assessment. Kent Online reports. Police are trying to trace the victim of an assault in Tunbridge Wells. He's thought to have been chased, pulled to the ground and repeatedly beaten near to the railway station last Sunday. A second victim was taken to hospital and a 19-year-old man's been arrested. A new priest at Canterbury Cathedral has 
been suffering abuse online because of her religious tattoos. A picture of Reverend Wendy Dalrymple sparked negative comments with one person criticising her pride and vanity. Many others, including the Dean of Canterbury, have been quick to defend her. Now, part of the A2 is going to be closed over the weekend for work to install a new bridge. It's being put in at Whitfield to allow for Dover's first purpose-built zero-emissions bus route. The road will be shut from nine tonight until five on Monday morning while the 30-metre bridge is lifted into place. Meantime, Operation Brock has come into force on the M20 ahead of the summer holidays. The contraflow system between Maidstone and Ashford is designed to keep traffic moving if there are long delays crossing the channel. Lorries heading to Dover or Folkestone will have to use the coastbound carriageway or risk a £300 fine if they use the M2 instead. Now, a Kent Carnival is set to return after a five-year break. The event in Sittingbourne was last held in 2019 and then couldn't happen because of COVID. Now, a local entrepreneur has vowed to revive it in 2024, complete with a Carnival Queen and Princesses. But she'll need to raise £5,000 to make it happen next August. Kelly Kay has been speaking to our reporter, Joe Crossley. Being a former Whitstable princess myself many years ago, um, I know the experience that the girls get from doing it. They make lifelong friends. It's such a fun experience. They get to do all sorts of things within their communities. It's just, it's a club really. It's just a fun thing for young girls to go and do that, you know, it's wholesome and it's just a lovely lifetime experience. Um, and when the girls got to the age, I've got a 12 year old, a six year old and a three year old, um, we looked into it. And unfortunately, um, the carnival in Sittingbourne had been running for over a hundred years and it was 109 years. Um, but back in 2019, um, the former chairperson that I took over from Pamela, she'd been running it for 30 years. She's just turned 80 and she said, enough's enough. Um, it's time for someone else to, to take the reins. Um, she did do a big appeal. It was in the paper, um, but unfortunately nobody came forward and then COVID hit. So nothing happened. Um, and yeah, that was 2019 was the last carnival, which I was actually in with Club Size and I won best local business. So I was already like excited about it anyway. Um, so we looked into the courts and unfortunately, um, some of the rules of the carnival courts is that you are only allowed to enter if you live within the postcode. Um, and obviously we didn't, Faversham, Cheerness, our surrounding areas that have a court wouldn't allow us to enter quite rightly because that's their rules and it's from their town. And I just thought it's just so unfair that the girls weren't able to experience that. Um, and it kind of stuck with me. And I just thought, you know what, it's not just about my children. It's about all of the young ladies in Sittingbourne in our area. It's such a big town. Um, and as I say, the experience of it is, is really something that's stuck with me my whole life um and so the the court came came from there um we decided in the first year we were, really wasn't thinking about the carnival at all it's a massive undertaking as you can imagine we just sort of thought let's do the court let's see how it goes um and within a couple of months i was like now i want to do the carnival <laughs> 
because obviously we're now attending all of the other carnivals and it's such a fun experience and it's just such a shame that something that had gone on for so long in our town had to come to a stop still for good reason um and so that's where it sort of has all come from so this year we've been doing all of the work with the court um and we're looking to bring the carnival back for next year and that's sort of where we are talking about the the carnival itself um you were talking about local community getting involved. What do you need from them to make this really successful as it comes back? Yes, yeah, so it will be the first carnival in five years, obviously. And a lot of the people that I've already spoken to, I have had so much positive, excited energy. I've hardly had any, I don't think I've had anyone be like, oh, no, everybody's very excited, especially the especially the businesses along the procession line, as you can imagine. The pubs and stuff were very excited. It's a big revenue for them, which is brilliant. Um, you know, the more people that come out, the, the better for them um and so obviously it being it's going to be the bank holiday sunday we've changed the date um and it being the bank holiday sunday is just brilliant for families it's the last bank holiday in august everybody's going to be out fingers crossed that you know the sunshine's you know going to be there um so what we're going to be asking we have spoken to a few businesses just you know putting the feelers out um but going forward closer to the time um we really do need to be fundraising it costs you know five thousand pounds roughly to put the carnival on that's including all of the you know the bits that the girls have but also i mean what i didn't know is that you actually pay for marching bands that's not something i ever knew about and they're not cheap <laughs> you know with with good reason you know to get a marching band these people you know they're very talented and it really makes the carnival but they don't come cheaply so that's something that i'm definitely going to be asking maybe the pubs along the line to put in for um to make it and also we're going to do a sitting born town carnival pr uh, program so what i will do is i will reach out to local businesses um and ask for donations for for advertising basically and then we mix it in with some competitions some photographs stuff like that and then we'll sell that to the public um and also you know sort of just generate some revenue from that to go back into the carnival go back into the court um and so yeah i'm appealing to, to businesses and, and companies that would would be willing to help us with that just tell me a little bit about what the court is actually doing in the community uh you mentioned fundraising going to old people's homes so tell me just a little bit about that as well we decided to do the court because we really want to get the word out that this isn't an old-fashioned you know oh that's just girls or that sort of the, the, any sort of thoughts that people might have about it we're trying to break those barriers down these young ladies are using these experiences as cv builders my current miss sitting born is going off to university with a list of things that she's been doing as miss sitting born we go to charities we go we're doing local fundraising we've been to um residence homes we've done bingo we've done wine and wisdoms we've opened school fates all within the last year um, and it's just giving them an experience and also bit, this is all within the sitting born community um, so it's just giving back as well as 
making experiences for them. Kent Online News. A new nightclub's going to open on the site where Strawberry Moons used to be in Maidstone. Work is underway to transform it into Ovation. It's been described as a show bar with live music and cabaret on the ground floor. It'll also be allowed to dance on the tables. We're being urged to count butterflies over the next few weeks to help scientists understand the impact of climate change. Wildlife charity Butterfly Conservation says last year's heatwave and drought caused some of the plant's caterpillars feed on to wither and die. They're encouraging us to spend 15 minutes in a sunny spot and record how many we see. And there are going to be talks about how to honour Len Goodman in Dartford, which is home to his dance school. The former Strictly Judge passed away earlier this year. Options include naming a road after him or creating an award in his honour. And finally today with details on everything going on in Kent this weekend, here's Sam Laurie. It's the last weekend before the summer holidays, but there's no reason to save all of your best days out until then. We've still got lots of great ideas on how to spend your weekend. And don't worry, there's a huge summer holiday guide coming your way to help you fill those six weeks with the kids. Now, for this weekend, you can head to Maidstone Town Centre for the Arts Carnival, which takes place on Saturday. It's part of Kent's carnival season, which will see traditional parades take over many of the county's towns over the coming months, with fancy dress, colourful floats and local community groups all taking part. We've got a list of Kent's must-see carnivals up on What's On, so make sure you check online to find all of the details for your nearest one. This weekend is also a great chance to get out and about as the Love Fit Festival returns to St Clair Estate in Sevenoaks. The three-day festival runs from Friday to Sunday and has a packed programme of outdoor activities, exercise classes, demonstrations from personal trainers, treatments and live music. There are even wood-fired forest hot tubs and a spa area to help your muscles relax after a day of putting your body to the test. And speaking of stretching those muscles, the White Cliffs Walking Week kicks off on Monday with routes all over Kent's coast and countryside. Members of the Ramblers Walking Group can join the week-long festival as many times as they like, while non-members are limited to three walks, so choose wisely. The walks are taking place in locations such as Dover, Deal, Ramsgate and Medway, so make sure you check the schedule on the Whitecliffs Walking Week website. There's also still time to catch the classic Broadway musical 42nd Street, which opened at the Marlowe Theatre in Canterbury this week and will run until next Saturday. The show, which stars former EastEnders actress Samantha Womack and step singer Faye Tozer, has been a huge hit since it first took to the stage in the 1980s and is bursting with musical theatre favourites. And finally, while it felt like last weekend was non-stop music and this weekend is a little quiet in comparison, there's still a festival worth visiting in Kent over the next couple of days. Retro Festival Revival in the Park will be at Moat Park in Maidstone on Friday and Saturday and boasts a lineup of noughties and 90s stars such as Peter Andre, Blazing Squad, Gareth Gates and Nadine Coyle. There are still a few tickets left and it's your last chance to grab some, so be quick. That's just about it for today, but like I say, the summer holidays are fast approaching, so there will be plenty to talk about over the coming weeks, I'm sure. Thanks to Sam, and that's all from us for today. Thanks ever so much for listening. Don't forget, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok and Threads. Plus, you can get details on the top stories direct to your email each morning via the briefing. And to sign up to that, you just need to head to kentonline.co.uk. Don't forget, whilst you're on the site today, you can check out the latest review from our secret drinker. Hope you have a fantastic weekend. We'll be back with the podcast on Monday. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast.